Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, Welcome back uh, to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, and of course, the news is out that Geneva Supercross uh, takes place in Switzerland. Of course, one of the longest standing off season European races in history. Tony, it's one you haven't raced. Correct, Scott. I haven't raced that one. Also, thanks yeah. for pointing that out. Yeah. How about Chad Reed, though, sweeping all three main events on Saturday in the Auckland-New Zealand race? How crazy is that? I think I mean, it's cool. There was Wilson, Dean Wilson was there. Brayton was there. Christian Craig was there. Uh, uh, Josh Hansen, which he's, you know, we didn't think he was going to do anything. It's not a pushover field, what you're saying. No. no, I mean, it wasn't, like, super deep, but still, it's just so awesome that he's, you know, and he, he's... Uh, Racing, I, I, and with Wes and Pike being, um, and you know, obviously injured and, and going through all those terrible surgeries and stuff, Chad Reed wants to go racing again and he's relevant again. I can't believe it. He just, he's the, uh, the, the Renaissance man. He just keeps Energizer coming. Bunny. Yeah. And the guy's, wait, 36? 37? I think be. he's more than that. Here's an update on uh, Weston Pike, currently in a local hospital in France after a serious crash in the final main event at the Paris Supercross. He collided, of course, with Dylan Fernandez in the third Supercross main event, went down and then la- and was landed on by Cedric Sibarius, and uh, Pike was taken to the hospital. And, of course, we are praying that he comes out of this thing uh, and uh, comes out of it quickly. And, of course, we want him to follow doctors. Um I mean, he's got facial surgery that needs to take place. Lots of them. Yeah, and yeah. that's it's it's tough. It's tough. So yeah. prayers are with him and his family, and I know you folks will join us in doing so. Next up on the program, Ted Weirbach is joining us. Teddy, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys? It sounds like you're almost within about 60 miles of where we are. Oh, yeah? Not close, huh? Hmm. Your home base is what? Atomo, Iowa. Hmm. Iowa, the home of one Tom Arnold, my old roommate. A lot of people wouldn't uh, admit that publicly. <laughs> I would have to agree with what, you that on diff- that. <laughs> that different with Tumwa or that they were roommates with Tom <laughs> roommates Arnold? Roommates with Tom. <laughs> is a good place. I think so. I think so. Ted, how's it going? Well, it's going good. Trying to get through the off season and get ready for next year. How difficult is that for guys like you? I mean, it, it, it's almost like putting the brake on and then double pumping it, yeah? Well, yeah, it really is because, you know, as soon as the season's over, the work starts for the spring. Right. So there's really not a lot of off season. It's just you know we start preparation immediately. So October we're starting ready for you know getting ready for Daytona. So it's never uh, it's a never ending cycle. You're bringing a a a gun, a young gun, Maxwell, to uh, to the Chase AFT Twins Championship. Cool. Next year, um, big deal there. I think uh, we've. I was actually talking to Al Rodenborn about a month ago about this and uh there's there's a little bit of buzz about this w- about uh max coming to the united states and, and chasing this uh obviously he's been here but what what are your thoughts what are your expectations with him well with max we're actually chasing the singles title right so he okay. spent his first year riding this year so you know we think max has all the skills to run up front right he, he adapts quickly 
he's a great character guy. You know, he's liked by the fans and the paddock. Um, and, you know, comes from a great racing family. And we're just, you know, super excited to have someone of his talent um, running for us next year. We think he can do great things running front all year. So, you, so Max is doing the singer or the twins? Single, Max right? is doing the singles. Yeah. Okay, I misunderstood. Yeah, he finished. Well, Max is seventeen, right? So yeah. he needs a little bit of time over here in America first. Yeah, we can't just. He's jump. still eligible to ride in the production twins class, which is their gateway class, but uh, clearly not your focus, right, Ted? Yeah, no, we're actually going to do some twin select stuff with Michael Enderbitson, You know, who in the inaugural races this year won the spring and fall races at Springfield for the production twins. So kind of where they, you know, the launching pad for going back to the to the. Uh, you know, putting those the younger kids in a, in a class on big bikes, and uh, what they're going to do eleven races this year. So we're going to do probably half of those, and uh, and keep Michael Enderbitson on the twin. And what twin uh, for our listeners are you running in your program? It, it, well, what, which single are you running? Well, we're staying with Kawasaki's all the way around. You know, we've we've got four Kawasaki twins that we've been running since twenty fourteen. Oh, and. Um, and so we're going to keep those there, and we're going to expand a little bit next year. Uh, the new 2019 KXF is, is a great motorcycle, so we're kind of excited. You know, we used to have some fast singles on Hondas back in the day, and we think we can do some good things with the uh, the new KX, especially with Max on it. Ted, uh, you, you being the first of the uh, bikes that are impacted, I would say favorably, by the new rules, are you able to make some is this going to be a huge watershed? The ability to one pump uh, your six fifty to nine—I can't believe it is because I've seen the inside of a six fifty Cowie, and there's not enough room to get a big enough piston to make it a nine hundred. But the maybe the bigger throttle body—is that something you guys are experimenting with yet, or is it uh, you know going to be business as usual? For us, it's going to be business as usual, right? And we're going to, you know, focus on rider development and the younger guys right now. We, we kind of want to see things settle out. You might get 800 out of one of those Kawasaki's, but 900 is really not attainable in a dependable format, you know, from what we see. And, and then we also don't really know exactly how this uh, lower octane fuel is going to, you know, what it's going to do to compression ratios and what we're going to end up with. So, you know, right now we're, we're going to run production twin, see what happens, and really focus on Max in the 2019 Singles Championship. Well, that's that's good news, and quite realistically, the the Kawasaki since its inception in the class, I don't see it hurting for motor. It's no. never been a motor that's uh, been lacking in power. I think it was arguably a bit of an overdog in its initial phases before Indian came along anyway. I mean, I got to think you guys are plenty happy with it, and clearly the 450 is going to be a beast. Yeah, you know, we're excited about that 450. You know, the, everybody got caught by the uh, the storm, the, you know, the, the Indian ambush, right? Um, but you can still get a ton of power out of a Kawasaki, and you can still run out front with one. Um, but, you know, money changed the sport. Um, and, and it, you know, it, it it's what I'm glad to see is a lot of some of the privateer teams um, going to invest in good riders, and with the new rules change, they're going to put it to where, you know, it's it's not 12 Indians and, and three Harley-Davidsons and one Kawasaki, which is what we ended up with at the end of the year. So diversity is good. This thing, it flows every year. And, and I think the rule changes is, is going to be good for the overall fan base and support. So um, you got to kind of go with the flow when, when the rules change. All right. 
Ted, Weirbach Racing is a name in, in flat track that people that are in the know respect. Respect a lot. And they, they, we all know that you are are uh, as deeply rooted as, as in flat track as anything. I mean, it's like your team has history and, and you guys are, are the stuff, right? So that being said, if you were Indian and this rules package was announced – would you feel gypped? Would you be pissed? Slighted? Would you be slighted? Would you? How would you feel about this? I don't know that I'd be. You know that I would feel gypped about it. Um, I think that everybody wants to see competitive racing. You know, there's been dominant brands, of course, that we've all dealt with over the years, and I don't think anybody wanted to see all sixteen or eighteen of one brand at any point in time. Um, the domination was significant. I think you know. We have to see what those rule changes really do. Mm-hmm. They're pretty drastic, but after two years of, of pretty solid domination, um, to keep the interest level of the sport up, you know, they've got to you know they've got to let some other folks at least catch up a little bit. Okay, I mean, hats off the Indian for what they built coming out because that thing put power to the ground, it handled well, and it was so rideable. They did a wonderful job with it, but you know. Um, we need some other brands that are uh, in the main event, that's for sure. We're talking with Ted Weirbach, this portion of our program brought to you by Fly Racing and their new light hydrogen racewear. I tell you what, it's good stuff. Dialed in for a perfect fit. A simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance. Fly Racing. Look for them online at flyracing.com. Ted, back to that point you just made that we need other other manufacturers in the, in the main event and that kind of thing. I'm all for it. I'm all for this, but I just can't help think that it's just make why don't why don't they make the other manufacturers step up within the rule package rather than backing ch- changing it so that everyone can compete with the with a platform that's that's and I get it I get that they're they're and I'm all for it but you know when you see a guy like Sammy getting uh, lapped at the mile you know at Springfield Mile that's that's uh, pretty cr- you know it's almost unthinkable. You know, on a regular basis, that kind of thing happens now. And so I'm all for it. I'm all for the change. I just can't help think that, you know, way back when, when Honda was was doing so well and and they, the AMA Pro Flat Track came out with a new rule package that made Harley relevant again. I just think that it's uh, – it just it just feels to me like they're, they're handicapping – Indian, so everybody else can catch up, and that's exactly what you just said, or at least that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. I just think it's—I uh, don't know—it doesn't—it doesn't breed to me. It doesn't breed uh, new technology in racing and that kind of thing. It—it's it, uh, restricting. It's restricting, and I, nobody likes restricting racing. Well, you know, you got to go back to and look at it. I, I, you know, I don't represent a manufacturer, right? But right. I represent a privateer race team. And you go back to 2015 when we all built for the production twins announcements that we had at that point in time and you also take the you know what affected that was the grassroots guys like us we almost got priced out of it at that point right we went from super relevant to non-relevant in about 24 months so guys like us that have kept the sport open for a long time and done all we could to develop riders and and make flat track special um i think they want to keep us in the game right and that's that's really kind of my perspective on it I can re- I can re- totally respect that, and I and I see your point one hundred percent. I just hope that they keep the rules package for a while, so that everybody 
has an opportunity to develop catch and, and catch up because Weirbach doesn't have the the resources that Harley or or Indian or you know some of the other teams has. Obviously, you guys have really got your stuff together, but it's not obviously um, the the money that's poured into the into the Indian program and the Harley program. So I just think that uh, it it'll be interesting to see what happens. And like I said earlier, when we had Jared Mees on or Davis Fisher, it's the off season, and all we're talking about is flat track. Mm-hmm. That's what we like to hear. Well, that's also the most exciting thing that's happened in racing over the last couple of years, the reemergence of flat track. For sure. They have done an excellent job of marketing, developing, and uh, bringing back a race style and format that fans are attracted to. Let's face it, they like to see their racers go by in front of them, not out of sight. I think it's terrific what's going on right now at AFT. And getting getting um, flat track onto the stage of X Games has been huge, yep. and the, the marketeers that uh, made that happen, they've certainly earned their money. Ted, given the proximity of you and the race team, um, what's it going to take to get you guys to uh, you know maybe drop into the studio one Tuesday night prior to the season? Oh, we'd be happy to do that. So we'll be uh, you know in the basement with the heater on working on bikes but a quick gone up to you guys is not too uh not too out of the question no you come up to des moines we'll get you some sushi going and uh, we'll bring you over to the studio and you guys will have your own microphones and we'll put you right on there and we'll make uh, we'll give you a, a whole hour to promote uh, we're about racing what do you think of that sounds great i, I like the promotion but i like the uh, raw fish in des moines even better <laughs> we've got some dang raw fish man there was a whole time uh, we didn't even know you're supposed to cook fish uh no we, we we actually knew that i think it was last year we discovered that. you uh maybe when you get a, your title sponsor or some sponsors you know more squared away you can invite them to come on and you can be in the studio with us yeah. interviewing them that'd be cool about your program and, and their involvement yeah we'd love to do that we would really love to do it we appreciate that you guys are giving us privateers at a little bit of airtime, and all the airtime for flat track is tremendous. You are, <laughs> you keep calling yourself privateer, but, man, I tell you what, you're the most professionally run privateer group I've seen, and uh, we appreciate that, too. A lot of effort by you and your family. So good job out of you, Ted. Appreciate the time. Uh, any sponsors you do want to recognize before we send you to the pits? Yeah, sure do. Real quick, uh, Kawasaki USA, Racing Unlimited, General Engineering, Webcam, Recluse, CP Carrillo, Spectro. Everybody that keeps us running, K&N, so many people uh, make it possible for us to do what we do, and um, that's what it's all about. So we appreciate the support, and thank you guys. And the community of Ottumwa, Iowa, by the way. Love those guys. All right, uh, Ted, thanks so much. Best to everybody, okay? Thank you much. There we go. And let's see if we can get uh, Michael on the show, perhaps, and uh, Whale as well. I think that'd be terrific. Okay. There we go. Uh, coming up next hour, uh, Andy Debrino is going to be joining us. Josh Hayes will have a little bit of open conversation time. Uh, before we hit the top of the hour, though, Jack, I do want to let people know that the promoters of the Geneva Supercross in Switzerland released a statement on the website that explained that Aaron Plessinger would not make the trip due to a practice crash last Friday. Now, Tony, I know you and I were talking about this before we went on the air, but Transworld Motocross is reporting that the injury, while minor, is still one that will uh, able enable him to uh, not make this trip, and uh, he still will be able to train lightly, but uh, not full force. That's tough, and it's uh, shoot, it's late November, almost December. So uh, by the time this airs on KXNO on Sunday, it'll be December. So 
we're only like five weeks away from Anaheim one, yeah, so that's it's already coming. Yep. So uh, if he's riding West Coast, it'll be interesting to see how he comes along. I want to thank Jared Mees, Davis Fisher, and Ted Weirbach. You're listening to America's Motor Racing Talk Show. It's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Front Porch Media Group out of Ohio. We appreciate them as well. Check out the website, Pit Pass Radio. You're going to be checking out some new and different features in the coming weeks. We appreciate you listening. Hour number two is coming up next. Again, Josh Hayes and Andy Debrino and all of us. For PJ Duran, Tony Wake, Ed Kulenkamp, Roman Avila, I'm Scott Casper. Stay tuned. It's coming up next. Hour number two. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.